Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys! It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. Ivashi is tonight. We host the fantabulous. Sh- See, I already told you I was going to do it wrong. Shane, right? I'm sorry. I'm, yes, sir. I don't know what I did wrong. My brain. <laughs> you almost stopped. had it. You're Shane, rolling with it. <laughs> Shane from in, the Inquirer, Inquiries of Our Realities. He's a guy that's got another podcast going. And um, I know you guys are pretty familiar with those guys we've been hanging out with on uh, the Realities Ours. And they're totally who introduced me to this fella. And, you know, I you know, I, I feel word of mouth getting around and chatting with different people makes for makes for great content. So uh, how's everyone doing this evening? Awesome. Glad to have you be on the show, man. Sweet, sweet. How you doing, Bandit? I missed you last night. Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. We had fun with you, even though you weren't here last night. It, it was it was interesting. You would have loved the conversation, actually. Who did you guys have on last night? I had this fellow named Josh Cantor on, um, and he is uh, he's big into pushing uh, PMAs. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's like it's pri- it's making everything a private membership instead of working through the government, and it's 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 like a way to. Uh, to still be a business that's out somewhere in, in a public place, but you're a private entity that only does business with your private customers. And it's like a loophole in bureaucracy and stuff. And he, he went like pretty in depth with that and his business. I mean, I, I thought he was a pretty cool guy. Like I actually can't wait to have him back. I'll pass his information along to you. Cause he's, he's a pretty neat guy. So, I mean, with that, like what got, what got you into doing this whole podcast thing? Um, so I had a lot of like weird experiences when I was a kid, um, as far as like dream traveling shit like that. Um, so then, you know, flash forward to like most people, you know, 2020 and all that kind of shit happened. Yeah. And, uh, I got to a point where I felt like my voice was so suppressed that I needed to go out and actually do something about it. So I ended up starting on my podcast because I used to listen to a podcast for a long time. Um, heard a lot of awesome conversations, wish that I could jump into it, give my two cents. So I figured, you know, I wanted to jump onto the other side of the headphones and uh, be the voice. So I got my shit rolling pretty quick. I'm probably about three months deep in my podcast now, and I have released up to episode 27, I want to say, and then uh, recorded in my bank. I got up to like episode 50. So I've just been rolling on this shit because I like it so much. And I like being able to have interesting conversations with interesting people, man. I keep I keep telling myself that I'm gonna record a few ahead and have them stored, but I just have this terrible itch that I just keep re- recording and putting out the same night. Like I just, it's 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 been a lot of work, I will say, but I've, I've I'm enjoying the crap out of it. Like it's it's just been so much fun out here. Like you said, kind of just talking to interesting people. I just I am literally in everyone's emails. Like I don't care who you are. I'm just like, hey, you look interesting. I want to talk to you. And, and you'd be surprised at the people that actually respond to you. I mean, I'm sure you get it all the time, too. Yeah, dude, I'm surprised. I uh, ended up emailing Tommy Chung, so I got him coming on the show. That's like somebody I never thought I'd be able to actually have a conversation with. So thanks to the podcast and makes that kind of shit happen. 
It, oh yeah, yeah. It, it makes it makes all kinds of good stuff happen. You know, I've made some. I think I've made some really good new new friendships out of it. You know, we've had a couple people that we've already had back multiple occasions just to just to have on talking and stuff. So, so I got a good ask, handful you know, of those you, guys too. And uh, I was gonna say I ended up meeting one of my best friends through podcasting now, which is Kyle Rainey from the Big Dumb Podcast. And uh, we ended up starting up a side show called Big Dumb Inquiries. So that's been a lot of fun too. I actually seen a little bit about that on your uh, Instagram. I was sitting there, you know, flipping through. And of course, you guys know that I'll I'll make sure that you get all the links for this fellow later on this evening and stuff like that. But like, you know, he, I I, I kind of seen some of that big dumb inquiry. That, that's I, I like seeing when your people meshing stuff together. Like I've had fun going over there with the realities ours a couple times. We're already planning on you know another hanging out with them. Those guys are fun. Like. So you guys will have to hop on uh, Big Dome Inquiries with us. It's a pretty fun show. We just tear apart news stories and make fun of it, talk shit. Like it's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's 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 fantastic stuff. So so did uh you, you said you had some experiences that led you to this? Are we talking like paranormal types of experiences, or are um, we talking are we talking good old fashioned tinfoil hat type experiences? <laughs> <laughs> um. So as a kid, I used to do like dream traveling, but I didn't quite know what it was. And I used to get sleep paralysis directly after. Uh, so that went on for a while when I was a kid. And when I got to be a teenager, um, I had the experiences with like, I guess most people with sleep paralysis and like shadow people and seeing like dark shadows and different things moving around you. Never really had anything like on my chest or anything super crazy from that. But it just kind of opened up a doorway to just question everything. And uh, also coming from a family that my mom used to like make me go to church and stuff like that when I was a kid, I used to just question everything. And I get myself in trouble with that kind of shit too. So it just all kind of build up. What kind of religious background pushed you to get away from religion? (laughs) Um, she, she was into Christianity, but it wasn't so much that it was like the religion itself that pushed me away from it. Because now at this point in my life, I'm interested in all religions for the aspect of trying to connect the dots and see the similarities. But it was more so the fact of like going there hearing different stories. And then whenever you ask a question or ask why this is, or like, Hey, how does this make sense? You know, you just get yourself in trouble. So it kind of got to a point where I I was a young kid and I was asking questions out loud. My mom was like embarrassed or something. So she stopped taking me and making me go and shit like that. And again, not even out of anything disrespectful, just me just trying to understand stuff being a kid. How about the hypocrisy of uh, the the majority of churchgoers? Like, I, like yourself, had religion, non-denominational Christianity crammed down my throat for the entirety of my childhood. And I moved, I jumped ship so quick because you're not, it's like politics. You're not allowed to question the narrative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you ask, well, why did God do that? Or why did Jesus do that? Or why did one of the disciples do that? You're looked at like, you know, you're a wit, you're a witch, man. You looked at, you're questioning the narrative. You're not supposed to do that. You're just supposed to obey. (laughs) Dude, it kicked into high gear when I was a teenager too. And I realized that books have been removed. Like the book of Enoch, for example, being like one of the weirdest biblical texts. Like, and it seems like it has the most answers. Yeah. The only one. Yeah, there's multiples removed. So, um, like that makes it even more questionable. Well, how are you going to pull out parts of the story? It just makes it fit somebody else's narrative. Have you guys ever yeah. checked out the Gospel of Thomas? I have not. That's another no. one that's removed. I actually have. Um, and in my my flow code, the 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 flow code forward slash Jim Bob Oval shorts that I have on most of my pages, 
I actually have a PDF copy of the Gospel of Thomas on there. You can totally get that's that's another one of those books that was removed along with Enoch because there's like I think what are, what are, what is it up to? I think it's up to like 28 books or something that were removed from the Bible oh, that, that are mentioned yeah. throughout the Bible in other parts or whatever. What's like, like a rough you... overview of that book? Like what what exactly was like the focus of that one? Oh, that book is a lot of uh, Jesus's time, um, like when he was off in that 30 year span from him being a kid to him being crucified what uh like what kind of interesting stuff happened within that time is there um, anything that's that, like it, it, greatly talks about, it, it basically talks about him finding like spirituality and basically uh, almost being more like a shaman and stuff by the time he came back like the god uh, apparently thomas had thomas went on him with his travels to uh, you know outside of the place that he was in and and like wrote this stuff down alongside with him there's a lot of a lot of parables in there from jesus and stuff throughout it like it's 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 some pretty good stuff like it it, it basically tells you that jesus was a witch in a sense and it when people start getting into it, it it throws a lot of their perspective off because he's practicing all of this like energy healing type stuff you know you know in, the, in this aspect of the story it, um, you know, because I always tell people that he he went off to become a shaman. There's they kind of touch about that in Enoch a little bit too when you when you really mm -hmm. get down in there. So like that just adds into the whole concept too of just I kind of feel like every re religion is the same. It's just different viewpoints of the same thing. Yep. So <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, there are so many different things. There are so many similarities between the different religions, and if you, I mean, if you look at them. I, in all of the your books from the different religions, there are so many similarities. You know, it's like one thing was written and everybody took that one thing and wrote their own thing based on that. Yeah, let me copy your homework real quick. <laughs> but, they, but they didn't look close enough because they used stuff. They translated like sun god to son of god. So it's yes. like, you know, when you're trying to peek over, but you don't quite get the full answer. So you start piecing yeah. shit together. <laughs> one word and then have to change everything. <laughs> and that's the other problem too. Just think about how many different languages it's been like pushed through and translated through too. It's just like, as soon as you just go from one language to another and you, you totally lose half of the meaning of what the sentence was. I mean, and then with just with uh, Christianity, you have the... New Standard Reference Bible, you have the Holy Bible, the New International Version, the King James Version. I think I'm missing a few. Yeah, you've got dozens of different just uh, English translated Bibles. So you, you've got a collection like I do, too. I ended up I've finding a, a Masonic Bible the I've, other day, too. I thought that yeah, was interesting. Nice. I've got a uh, Quran. I've got a Quran somewhere around here. Um, yeah, I've got a I've got a collection of Bibles, um, and it, it's why would why would you need to translate it into multiple different varieties? Well, one version. I mean, the Methodists have to have one Bible. The Lutherans have to have one Bible. Catholics have one Bible. Or it, why though? I mean, I mean, if when it's you one really God, start, if it's one God, why? When you really start digging, though, look, look, you can go back and look at physical dates of when. Baptist churches were established, of when Pentecostal mm -hmm. churches were established, of when Mormon churches were established, and they were all established by men. Like they were, yep. because they had different viewpoints from a different branch of Christianity. Like it's, all of it's, the Bibles were written by men. All of it was written down by men. Oh, well, I mean, you get, in, well, you get mean, into that. Hell, King James, 
before he before he translated the Bible, he wrote books on demonology. So, wasn't it? Uh, what was his name? There was it wasn't a different guy's name because I know King James. He wanted to change the Bible so that he could divorce his wives because he was angry oh, that he wasn't getting a male heir, so he I was killing that. him as he goes. So yeah, story. that was his way of divorcing him, so he didn't have to keep killing his wives. Yes. Oh, I mean these are that these sounds uh, like a. It there was like also uh, not just King James; it was King Henry did that did that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Henry the Eighth. It's dude, it's you're crazy. playing telephone anyways too. Because think about how long those books were word of mouth before they even start to get starting to get you written know. down. And then you go into things like the American Standard Version, and it's literally, if you think about it for what it is, it's a paraphrasing version of the last one, which means that it loses all original meaning to it because it's somebody's interpretation of the story in their own words. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I mean, everything, everything that basically, if you try to, if you boil it all down to like a, a standard story, that story before it was even written down was word of mouth for how long? And I always like to believe too, that a lot of this stuff is fish stories just because of the fa- fact of like, you don't remember a boring story. You remember a very interesting story. So if you're going right. to tell a story, you're going to expand on it so that it continues through the generation. So as it goes person to person to person, the story gets crazier and crazier and crazier where like, I think the great flood really happened though, because there's a lot of references to that from other different texts, but there's a lot but of other in things way- in the Bible that are questionable too, though. Not in the way people think that it happened, the flood. Not in the way people think it happened. Yeah, I mean, even theoretically, though, people, if they were, if the people writing the book lived in one specific smaller area and that whole area flooded, it doesn't mean the entire world flooded. It just means that their world flooded. So, again, that's another like lost in translation wording, too. Well, have mm-hmm. you, I guess, the mud flood. Maybe it was a, it was a reset. Too, time. Get into that. It was a reset time. It was a time of reset mm-hmm. during the flood. And they, w- Jimmy and I have discussed numerous times that there were multiple resets oh, throughout yeah. humanity, not just one, not just with the, the flood, there have been multiple resets. And the I've one seen. that is recorded in the Bible as the biblical flood was one of those times that it was a mud flood and that it was meant to reset humanity and start over again. Well, even the even the Lemurians, when you get into like Lemurian type stuff, they even discuss a flood happening in their, you know, in their world too. So like it's it, I, there's totally one out there, and it's funny though that we're kind of talking about like these different kinds of uh, you know, like these things being word of mouth at one point in time, and then being translated into into text, you know, by different men, because now it, this is kind of recent in the news. I don't know if you guys seen this, but did you see that they found that the 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 mythological god Odin might have totally been a real king in the Russian area during like the 13th century. That would make sense though, too, because honestly, I feel like most God stories came from expanded stories of kings that were trying to, again, carry on their legacy. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But there was this whole thing um, that over in, where, where there was an archaeologic, archaeological dig in the Sea of Azov in Russia. And it backed up evidence of the 13th century sagas written about Odin, and that it's more than he, than it's more than a myth. They found different things, I guess, like different piece artifacts and stuff like that. It would have had to have been earlier than still. 13th century, then. 
Yeah, yeah, they're saying that this is like this is stuff like before the 13th century even. It, yeah, it would apparently have apparently he lived much... he he could have lived 2000 years ago in what is now southern yeah. Russia, Norwegian area. My question is how long why did it take him that long to discover that in the Sea of Azov on that? It's supposed to be what the most shallow ocean, it's like 2 feet deep. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're still finding all kinds of like you know, like pyramids, though. Like the, we were just talking recently, somebody that, that all the pyramids they found off the coast of China, not you know, like not that long ago. That you're like, how did how did you not find that before, or did you just not want to tell anybody that you found it before? It might be a mix of that, or maybe it was overgrown. Because I mean, look at the stuff that was in South America. Like most of that shit was so overgrown, you couldn't <laughs> even tell it was there. Hey, hey, <laughs> yes, they uh, due to deforestation, they they are uncovering uh cities that could quite possibly be as big as like 50 to 60,000 people in the middle of the Amazon rainforest in South America that have never been seen before. Yeah. Sounds like the lost city of Z. <laughs> hey. Oh, that would be wild, dude. That well, would I mean, be there, wild. There was, there, um, who there was the been all kinds of people. Off? Who was the explorer that went off looking for uh, the lost city of Z that, that never returned? Not the same, and not not the city of gold or whatever, but the city of Z. Who was that explorer that went off with his son? I got to look and, it up because it's on I'm the tip of my tongue. It as we're going. And never came back. They supposedly got eaten by the cannibals along the way. So it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I got to look this lost one up city now. Of Percy Fawcett disappeared in the yes, Amazon. Yes, yes, Percy Fawcett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With him and his son disappeared there. They were supposedly eaten by cannibals, but they also say that they were integrated into the tribe, the local tribes, because somebody that later explored, was a later explorer there, said they saw a white man with the tribes there. So, Have you guys ever seen the stuff about them finding that uh, that Roth's that Rothschild that went missing in uh, New Guinea or whatever with all those. They cannibals. found him. No, no. Check this out there. They found footage because like 10 to 15 years after he went missing, somebody went down there making a documentary. And during this document, you know, and I guess, you know, dude died, blah, blah, blah. Well, somebody that was uncovered a Rockefeller. This... That wasn't a Rothschild. That was a Rockefeller. Rockefeller. I'm sorry. Somebody uncovered the, um, when, after this dude that was making the documentary died, somebody found yeah, the yeah, roll yeah. of film, and in the roll of film, they're showing those you know New Guinea guys going down the river. Yeah, on one they of their saw a guy, a white guy in a canoe. One, one white, white guy. guy. Yep, <laughs> it was uh, the son of the Rockefeller that was vice president. That was yep. vice president, and he was also like mayor of New York or whatever at one point. It was too. his son. And that was in like the sixties. Well, yeah, the. the Damn it! Now you're looking up because was he like on an expedition or something? There was that like he yeah, got yeah, lost or yeah, like he, he was no, he was looking he, for archaeological stuff for his he was father's. looking for something and he never returned. He didn't want to and return. there's supposedly some last photographs of him and then he never returned and then this this film was recovered I think and it showed one white guy in a canoe with a bunch of um, locals. It makes me wonder if it's more so one of those things that they have like Stockholm syndrome where they just end up staying because they get comfortable or if it's like they actually want to stay or they're like threatened to okay. stay when they are. Right, there's some cool stuff about this because actually he didn't want to live that life that like his father. Lived. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, like he, he, 
he got out there and decided he wanted a simpler life. And I think that he faked his death to come back. And I'm actually, now that we're talking about it, I did find the picture. Sorry, it's a small picture, but I'm sharing it for the folks that are watching and stuff. But um, this is the this is the photo from the reel that they found. And this is him right here circled, the one white guy. Like, this is in a whole group of guys rowing and stuff. And that was him before he went missing. And, I mean, you don't just have a random white guy and a sea of people that aren't white. No. You know no, what I no. mean? That, like that's, that would be like seeing uh, the tri tribal members of uh, North Sentinel Island and there'd be a white guy mixed in with them. Yeah. That just would not happen. This also is the same storyline as uh, the guy from uh, Into the Wild that went up to Alaska. He sold all of his possessions, gave away his money. I remember those movies. Um, he was from an affluent family. He was supposed to go to an Ivy League college. Uh, his parents were real pushy about it, and he just gave everything up, and he hitchhiked to Alaska and ended up dying there because he was stupid and ate some plants that he shouldn't have. <laughs> no, but no, 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 seriously, though, that it is an insane storyline. And they just recently went in and airlifted the bus out. Do you remember that story, Jimmy? I do, where they just the went bus, and got the bus they, finally. They went and got the airlifted the bus out because they didn't want anybody else because it supposedly it would be a pilgrimage site for people to just go visit this bus and just try to live like he lived. And so and people were dying out there. So they went in and airlifted the bus and it's somewhere in a, in a museum somewhere. But it's like similar stories. People get see the life that uh that's being forced on them and they're just like I don't I don't want this. You Honestly, know? I can't say that I'd be any different. Like if I didn't have my family and stuff and I went on an expedition, I definitely think that if I made cool with the locals, like why would you want to go back to modern times and you can go back to living like a like primitive human being? Like that sounds fucking right? great. <laughs> I mean just disappear and just disappear to South America or uh Antigua or one of those pirate coves or and just disappear, you know? That'd be another cool life to be a pirate, even if it's like modern day pirate. It still sounds like it'd be pretty sweet. Not as cool as old school pirate, but the freest, uh, the freest men on the planet are pirates. Hundred percent. I mean, they're they you know they they answer to no one. Maybe they're captain or whatever. But I mean, even then, that's you know. No, no, no. I'm the captain now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and sure, the pirates of you know the pirates of lore and stuff like that are you know nothing compared to the AK forty seven carrying dudes on speedboats that come out of nowhere. And that would be the downfall, though, because I feel like a good old sword fight would be pretty damn fun. But when That's it comes down to like new age pirates, you're just gunning down another boat. Like that takes all the fun out of it. Like I want right. to be able to jump on another boat and ambush it, like back in the movies. You know, you swing across yeah. and <laughs> the pirates now are mere shadows of what the pirates used to be sure i mean i can't even really call him the same thing he held off the entire british force in in the coast of south carolina yeah. and georgia yep. down there like like taking all their shit for ransom and stuff to to get his point across and i mean he was damn like <laughs> who was uh there's a there's a woman pirate too and bonnie who, yeah, yeah, you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, who uh, yes. pretty much like went around stealing everybody's shit is like, aha, fuck you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he actually is one of the very, like, less than a handful of, like, well-known, like, brutal pirates that actually sure. died of old age. She died yeah. in her 80s. Wow, that's shocking, even for the sake of, like, sickness at the time anyways. 
even if yeah, you weren't yeah. a pirate, yeah, <laughs> just see, I... in the sheer brutality of life at sea like that, she lived off to she moved to um, she actually like settled on land for a while and raised and had a farm and just died of old age. I think she was in her seventies or eighties. Oh, you made me look her up again. None. Uh, I know what you're talking about. None, none of the people, none of the guys, at least, none of the men live to be old. Old. Let me none ask you this, too. Was she missing any limbs? Because that's no. like a double out one right there. If you're not missing in, any limbs. <laughs> she was in one piece. I'm not. Look, Jimmy's looking it up right now. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll look. When did that happen? I wonder if that's is how modern or like how recent was that? Like, was that before or after like photography? Like, I don't know. I don't know how old that like pirate story was. Well, I mean, that's up that's up for debate because you want to get into crazy conversations. You know, I can prove that the samurai could have sent a fax to Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, yeah. Seventeen. So, like, I think seventeen fifty was was the oldest is is the oldest photograph. Seventeen fifty is got to be. Somewhere around that time frame, 1750 was the Annie, oldest. Annie Bonnie. We're we talking about Annie Bonnie, right? Anne Bonnie. A N N E. Bonnie. She died 1721. She had some kind of, it says, looking for exactly where she died at, but it was. But what eight? How old was she, though? 1697 to seven. 17 there's multiple dates actually like maybe they don't know exactly when she died so they just have like assumed different there's 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 a she disappeared in 1721 which was she was only 24 but but she was seen again in like 1749 and it said that she died on an island near Nassau in the Bahamas at the age of 89. But of course, this is all just unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. And she's so, Irish too. Yeah, so, she was Irish. Yes. She's Irish. Still sounds like a good way to go, though, in all fairness. 89 in the Bahamas. That's that sounds that sounds pretty peaceful. <laughs> you know, and they actually the thing is, it was like what was cool though was like they during the height, the golden age of piracy, they were actually receiving letters of mark from uh, like official countries for like, uh, what, what, what did they call that, Jimmy? Um, Dude, I don't... They would hire, they were basically hired mercenaries, hired mercenaries on the sea. Do you know how many, how many female go, pirate captains there were? Probably quite a few. A lot more than I think people give it credit to. Like just, just on a quick search alone, like there, I, I've, I found a couple articles that are talking about the top ten pirate female captains, but it just keeps going. Like after that, with like honorable mentions and stuff. And I mean, so, there's still probably thousands that people just don't know their names. Sure, sure. Hey, maybe those are some of the best pirates that people never actually figured out who the fuck they were. <laughs> That's that's a great way to look at it, actually. That, <laughs> I like that. I think they were okay. Letters of mark. Letters of from uh, official countries to go like you. You have we're at war with this country, so you can go pillage and capture all of the enemy's ships, and we'll mark pay you to reprisal. do it. Letters of mark and reprisal. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. 
was a government license um, in the age of sale to authorize private persons, pirates, anything to attack other, you know, like ships and stuff in, in the name of the ad, uh, like the crown and such. But so old school down. mercenaries. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> hands oh, down. Hunters. The greatest pirate show ever is Black Sails. I actually have had that on my list for a hot minute and I haven't actually gotten to it. I always get distracted if by the Viking have, stuff. You need to watch it. It, it, it will, you will be, it, you, it, you'll have to bend, you'll end up binge watching it. So be forewarned. If you start it, you'll, you won't stop until you're done with season four. Is but it a, do, like a storyline or is it like accurate to certain parts uh, of history? It's sort of, sort of, they get the names right. They do Blackbeard dirty though. That show they totally don't go like how he was spoke how he died historically. They don't. They they yeah. They you they mean totally, like a badass? Oh yeah, he died like a a wimp in the TV show. Well, that's a shame because he died yeah. like a badass in real oh, life, according to yeah, the legend. Yeah, yeah. So he was shot like twelve times, stabbed like eight, and had um and still went down fighting. And still went down fighting. Ridiculous. Can you imagine how much adrenaline was kicking in that guy to keep fighting after that? Right. Oh, yeah. He probably didn't yeah. feel shit until he hit the ground and saw darkness. <laughs> he had this long beard that he would braid, and he would put matches, smoldering matches, in his, in his beard, beard, beard that so would smoke. When he would jump over the edge and board another ship, he would have, like, and suck in his hair in his hat, so it would be this smoke coming up from his face and his beard. The sheer psychological horror that that would yeah. inflict on people. As he was, he, came he, he was known for that. Other, other pirates feared him because he was such a psychological, you know, mind player like that. They, when it came to Blackbeard, they were like, nope, we nope, not nope. doing it, man. Do you yeah. think they called him Blackbeard because of like the burnt soot in his beard? Or do you think they called him Blackbeard because probably. he had black hair? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, he started as like a privateer, you know, like not a pirate, but like a privateer in like the, 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 I want to say the French Navy. Yeah. Dude, why do I feel like that's honestly how that goes down, though? It's kind of like all the Vietnam War vets coming back and joining motorcycle gangs. It's like they yes. had that experience and know what to do. And a they come back and they can't do it. <laughs> we're British sea, we're British captains, French captains, Spanish captains. He they started all turned to the private side and said, Screw this like formal stuff. We're going to go like steal shit. He he was trained. He was he was actually trained by one of the best pirate hunters that the French, you know, navy had ever had. So like he knew how to be a pirate because you know, knew how to take over other pirates and stuff because he was like trained to do it like to begin it's with. And then then he comes back and he was just like fuck the crown and started doing his own thing. And like I said, like the whole, the whole him holding down, there's a whole fort or whatever. Like he, he cut off the supply line into the Southeast and was like holding it for ransom until like the governor of South Carolina met his demands and shit. Like he knew is one man, a, a one man army basically. I mean, he had his crew, but I mean, a one man army just balls deep, ready to go. Like inspirational. What, That's what years was he alive? Blackbeard. Probably around the same time as Anne Bonnie, because there were time. Yeah, I think they crossed paths a few times. Yeah, what, what was like the Golden Pirate era? What was like, what was like the year 
area like the caribbean or like the early 1700s the early 1700s 1600s 1680 to 1720 i think is what he lived yes well that was you mentioning the the vietnam vets coming back and joining motorcycle clubs that's it's it's the same thing as the vietnam vets can uh coming back and or staying in vietnam or uh becoming mercenaries or mm-hmm. when we came back from Iraq and Afghanistan, um, I knew a couple of my friends that went off and became mercenaries. <laughs> Some guys just can't leave that stuff behind. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've definitely heard heard of that. Like that's that when you I, the whole pirate thing, though, like the Caribbean age pirates, like that that's gonna fall in your late 1600s through mid 1700s, actually varying because there's different pirates and they disappear at different times um but there is so much thing like Ed- edward tech is I, teach bad. teach see I'm, I'm totally bad at butchering things he was like he was something else so i mean i don't know Pir- pirates are something that i've always been interested in yep. hence the hence the whole moniker there like it was just it something worth believing in because again i can't deny that they're like the freest men to walk the face of the planet like you just ah. so how are your feelings uh like on all the all the escalated chaos in the world today i think we lost him Uh oh well hopefully he'll get himself logged back in i do apologize for any technical difficulties that we're having out there for I can edit this out. He's got my he had my internet problems. Uh, my internet went out, sorry, fixing it. If you want to pause, I'll be back in a couple minutes. That's fine. Yeah, I wanna know what was going on. So like so like you know, like off subject I guess, what do you we were, you know, me and Bandit before the show and stuff like that, we were talking about things like different internets and whatnot. Like, what do you, what, when you were younger, do you remember looking at like internet from Russia and seeing like the different alien species and stuff like that? And, you know, nowadays you don't really find stuff like that. Or, or, or was it just me and my crazy world? No, I, I definitely we remember younger, seeing weird shit like that. <laughs> when we were younger, when, with untethered access to the internet back in the day unmoderated 11 year old me watching watching some random guy lose a jar of jelly up his ass and it shattering <laughs> like i mean they're i'm being <laughs> serious like this is the kind of yeah the one man in one jar fucking going back to rotten.com you guys remember that oh yeah dude dude we you check up on it every died. week so you could see who died <laughs> we found pictures of the black dahlia murder on there that was like the first yeah, place i learned about Ron- the black dahlia murder Man, Rotten.com, and then you had Ogrish, Ogrish.com. Okay, man. I forgot about Ogrish until you brought that up. That just brought that flood of memories. That was, uh, that turned into, Ogrish turned into something else. You had Blog Del Narco. Uh, That was all the uh, narco killings on the border where the drug cartels would chop people up on the border and stuff. Oh, it, well, that stuff's still floating around. You just got to know where to look at it. I mean, the the deep, dark internet is still out there. They never got, they can't get rid of it. They just try to hide it. 
True. I mean, I've always said that, you know, like especially stuff like the show here and stuff. Once it's on the internet, it's it's there. Like you might mm-hmm. might one day not be the front page of the internet or whatever, anything like that, but it's still there. Like somebody will be able to connect to it and find it at some point in time. So if not, it's on somebody's server somewhere. Like nothing ever yeah. gets permanently deleted. Oh, it's it, it's, it's it was like it's funny when like the elites tried to like the, come out uh and, and put out an article saying they want this picture removed from the internet or they want this like Photoshop removed from the internet. And I'm like, you don't understand that you, that's not how this works. Right. They're There's after no, TikTok again. Yeah. You can't remove once you upload it, it's there forever. I mean, forever. Elon Musk tried to have a picture removed from the internet of him back in the day with his thinning hair and he was dressed in this leather jacket get up and it was like he put up this thing where he's like i'm trying to get this picture removed and everybody under is like that's not how this works elon you can't remove a picture once it's out well that sounds like a moment to save the picture anytime somebody says delete the picture that's when you save the picture hundred <laughs> percent man once it's there it ain't going away man right like you know you all those all those all those times when like pictures try to disappear that I've been banned for, you know, like because I've because I've shared them or whatever after they've been supposedly banned from being on the internet. Like it's 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 hilarious. And I, but I was just saying, I don't know if you guys seen a bug. There's totally a bug in my house, and it's got my wife and kids freaking out. <laughs> what are you screaming in the oh, background? I've got a ba- I've got background noise going on right now. So I have I, a peacock in the house. <laughs> I got a peacock in the house, it, a baby peacock, and that's the one. That's the thing chirping in the background. I thought that and was my kids, kids, kids screaming. <laughs> no, no, there's two things going on. It's like my kids came. My kids came home, and they're like, "Hey, uh, Dad, guess what? Uh, we brought home a peacock." I was like, "What?" Like I expect like a regular animal or a bird or, hey, I got a hamster or a gerbil or something like that. No, dad, I got a peacock and I got a, he- I got a hedgehog behind me. Where the fuck do you just find a peacock? <laughs> oh, man, we find, I, I mean, down here in the, where I'm at, the southeast, I can get them a dime a dozen not far from the house, actually. They're wild here in Kentucky. Oh, fair enough. I'm up in Michigan. We ain't got nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot, I bet if you looked hard enough, you'd probably come across some, man. There's farm groups all over the place out there that just got some of the most absurd – I got absurd things. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm, I'm – I've got – there's probably 100 animals out here on this piece of property. Like, Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> like I'm, well, I'm yeah. kind of overdone it. I've got a few. I've got a few. I think I've got what the city limits – like, the maximum at what the city limits allows. He's your – he's a he's – a, grade a urban farmer like he's doing it regardless of what anybody sells him yeah i don't care that's that's me too i live like four miles out of the city and i know i'm way over the limit because you're only supposed to have three cats and three dogs and i got two dogs eight cats and i got six chickens two ducks and those aren't even supposed to be allowed in the city so you know i got my little secret coop back there yeah and they're dirty as shit yeah they are (laughs) man i did ducks last year i got six chicken i got six chickens Six chickens, three cats, a peacock, a hedgehog, um, two rabbits. I'm, I think, I think I'm, that's it. I'm up. I'm I'm up to. Uh, 
let's see, I've got a dozen baby pigs running around on top of my five adults. And then I've got five goats. There's still three ducks running around here. There's a rabbit somewhere. Ducks and I've lost count on the chickens. They just kind of <laughs> yeah, took see, over the woods he, here and they're just he feral chicken. and do what they want. Jimmy failed at chicken math. Do you know what any do you guys know what chicken math is? <laughs> of course I know chicken math. Yeah, chicken math is Jimmy failed at chicken math. Like, oh, I'm gonna go with like six leghorns. Oh, what are those cool looking ones? Those are barred rocks. Oh, I gotta have some of those. Those are Easter. No, I wanted I wanted every color the- in my in my box. And then you end up with 90 chickens in your yard, you know, or I saw a funny story dealing with chickens on TikTok. This guy, like it's late in the, it's late in the season and uh, tractor supply is like, they have their chicks on sale. Yeah. And this guy goes in and they're like, they're trying to get rid of them. And he's like, how I'll take all of those. How much, how much a piece? I'll give you 50 cents, 50 cents a piece. And she's like, and he's like, I'll take them all. And she's like, okay, well, let me go into the back. And the guy was like, wait a minute. There's more in the back. How many did I just buy? And then he shows the 300 chicks (laughs) sitting on the ground in the boxes. He's like, I ended up with 300 instead of 50. Whoops. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Whoops. You know, it's funny you bring up TikTok. I was trying to bring that up a few minutes ago. I don't know if you guys seen, but, uh, the same thing that was going on when Trump was there. They're back to shouting that again, that allegedly uh, it's harvesting its users' sensitive data. So apparently the, the U.S. government doesn't oh, have Jesus. access to that data, so it's so it's causing a problem. Because, I mean, that's all that's going to be about at the end of the day. But you the know, weird part about it is, though, it's a Chinese company, and they don't even allow people in China to have it. Yeah. yeah. At yeah, the end of the day, you know, you might as well just go ahead and accept it. At the end of the day, they have your info. Yeah, they do. Sure. You can't not. I mean, I was in the military for over 10 years. They've got my info, so I just really don't care. They, they you got know? your DNA. Your, they got your they blood do. type. They, <laughs> they do. They've had your info they longer than you, know, you realize. And even just people that are just so paranoid about it, I'm like, dude, you might as well just accept it. They have your info. They do. Okay. I mean, you, know? you, you can't. I mean, when... Think about that. Think about how often you have to like use a driver's license or fill out, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff for your bank card or, you know, go and buy something that you have to fill information out. Like they had your information before they had your phone. And now that they have your phone, they really have your information. Yeah. Um, most Android users and even Apple users don't know this. If you go into the settings and look, you can, your phone comes from the factory set up to send diagnostics back to Android. Oh, I, I shut that it's, off. Oh, well, I know. Yeah, I, know. I was going to say, I, I do that shit ASAP too. But a lot of people, but a lot of people don't, yeah, and Google too. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, stuff like that's on there and you're just giving information for free when you sign up for stuff like that. Like those, every time it says, do you accept the cookies? Don't accept all cookies. Actually go in there and look at the cookies before you hit accept because yeah. it'll give you the option. Even creepier too. Look at Google too. They were collecting that information to create artificial intelligence. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's that's. They were trying they to create an to. artificial version of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, a combination of everybody, like a group high yeah. consciousness, so that they can figure out what you want, when you want it, when you need it. That's why your phone knows what you're talking about and what you think. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it knows what you're thinking because there's been a few good times when I can think of something that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this would be an interesting thing. And I didn't even say it out loud. I didn't and look anything up, to look it into up, it, and it pops, it pops up. up. Yep. You have to go to such an extent if you want to disconnect from society to like not experience any of this to just totally, you have to completely unplug. You can't just get out of here. (coughs) You have to disconnect in such a way as to never use technology again for any reason whatsoever. You have to not like register your vehicles. You have to not like anything electronic. You have to completely disconnect. This like half-ass stuff that you think you're doing that is keeping them from like stealing your info or reading your thoughts or emails or text my messages. Favorite, or my favorite thing is when the boomers post those long things on Facebook talking about, I don't give permission for this to be blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, stop. Just Yeah, you've got the, the, the uh, federal agent on the other end going, oh, shit, he just posted that I can't use his info. Fuck. Oh, no. All right, shit. next profile. I can't use this. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> it's sure going to stop them, man. I mean, those are always the guys that get hacked, too, because they click every link. <laughs> every link. <laughs> click every single <laughs> they, email. They really oh my think God, that I there's hot models. They really oh, my God, I won $10,000. I got to enter my info. Let me enter my info. Wait, why is my bank account drained? Oh, bro. The Saudi Arabian prince said he was going to send me $5 million <laughs> if I just right? gave him my credit card and sent him $1,000. Oh, There's man. hot moms totally in your area looking for you right now. Or they actually gave them the info for their car's extended warranty. <laughs> Good <laughs> God. Right there, man. Or you, know, you have boomers, an package of an Amazon shit. order for $995. You know, we need your info so we can cancel this Amazon order. <laughs> those are so the people that those do phone shit. scams. I think they can all the time. Dude, being a podcaster too, I don't know about you guys, but I get crazy spammed with shit too. Good or it'll God. be weird stuff like, hello, hello, handsome. Are you a boy or girl? Like, what the fuck? Dude, I get <laughs> spammed. Why our podcast, you know. I get spam like not only in my That's why email messages that. from this stuff, mm. but I get like I have I have an email that's literally just set up for Jim Bob Oval Shorts and the shit that I get in there. And I'm like, where does this come from? And it's just because of being signed up and my email being public now for the show yep. or whatever. And I'm just like, ah, that's fine. That's why I don't even really use this except for the show. Like that's that's the purpose of it now at this point. And I'll just keep with it. Like, plus it's great because the email totally even says Jim Bob Oval Shorts on it. People are like, this guy, this guy's serious. Like, is this really what he walks around telling people his name is? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm lucky. All my shit primarily goes in the spam folder, but I can go in there at any given time and find probably a good, like 10 minimum emails specifically talking about the like Saudi and Prince story. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good I haven't forward. checked my spam emails in my spam folder. And we we in had a guy on Facebook years. about two weeks, two, three weeks ago that his first mistake was he was <clears throat> messaging me and one of the other co-hosts at the same time, sending us eerily oh. similar messages. So I started feeling like something was up. Well, then when we got, I got this email from him talking about, yeah, I'll come on your show, but it'll cost you $2,000. Dude, we just went ham and started doxing the absolute crap out of him. 
and you know did our research and figured out it really wasn't him and you know we kept making jokes that he was the new saudi arabia thing like he was like it's like he's not out here saying hey i've got your you know nigerian prince money i've got it was more like pay me two thousand dollars and i'll come on your show and i'm just like <laughs> the biggest mistake he stupid, made bro like the biggest mistake he made was trying to extort a group of trolls <laughs> not only that but we found his multiple facebook accounts and that was your second mistake and it, you know we're, we're trolls that's what we, we do we were online. tagging him and, and we other people we tagged him. every every one of his facebook profiles we stole we took his pictures and we cut his face out and we were doing everything we could think of with these and tra- and tagging him in these pictures and he went through, I think he went through all of his accounts and blocked every single one of us on all of the multiple accounts. Not, not before he sent me an email that I was making a big, a big mistake and I needed to cease what I was doing very quickly. And I was just like, well, you just kicked that as in, you just kicked us into high gear on that one, man. As soon as you threatened us and told <laughs> us to stop, you need to think about what you're doing. Oh, I, you should have done that before you emailed us, man. Right? <laughs> that was the first mistake. It was it was hilarious. So wait, this this wasn't the actual guy. This was somebody <clears> that <throat> was just pretending to be the guy, correct? And I even yeah, totally reached my... out to the actual guy now. Like I found his actual email address. Yeah, it was a case of identity website. theft. He took the guy's profile and made like a, a dozen profiles like that profile. And then we're trying to go to different people and be like, hey, I'll come on to your show for this amount of money. I mean, you got to give him the, give him some props for the uh, for the attempt, though, at least because it he knows that good. podcasters were onto people that are trying to do that shit. So at least he was trying a whole new game. <laughs> True. True, you're not going to get two grand that. out of a podcaster, so he, know, he played that card way too high. Like if he was if trying to actually like make it bucks. work, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Like two hundred bucks tops, you could have totally made that work for you. Yep, two hundred bucks, we would have been like, I think we can. You know, I think I can roll some pennies tonight and, and make that work, man. We can all yeah, throw we in all our, came together because of as many of us change. I think we come up thing. with that. Sure. But, but, sure, yeah. Because, I mean, of course, you know, $2,000 out of a podcaster. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, you, you, you set that bar pretty high there, guy. That's right. how much I make for my podcast in like three years, bro. <laughs> wait, we're making money at this? Crap. Yeah, wait, you're making money? Oh, I'm just talking about even just having like some little ass ads on your shit. I mean, like I've, I've got had a couple like, little ads, but I totally don't make much for them. Yeah, dude, I, I've had one anchor ad on my show for like two months now, and I think it's made like thirty bucks. <laughs> I, I uh, Podbean just gave me the option after like three thousand down uh, audio downloads. Thank you, all you audio listeners, um, f- to have commercials now. And I, it's not that I want commercials, but they'll totally just like Rumble will give me a few cents for every commercial played before my thing starts and i was just like okay thank you i guess it's like the rumble one i've been doing it since i started and i think i'm up to like a dollar 34 and i'm just like woo it's like being a part of the tiktok creators fund i've been a part of that for three years and it takes five months to make 20 bucks it comes in handy if you're sitting there broke one day looking for lunch money and you're like oh man i haven't cashed out that tiktok money in months the trick is you have to be part of like 40 organizations doing that shit. And that's the only way it would actually come up to maybe, maybe a part-time right. paycheck. <clears throat> right. <laughs> and those TikTok influencers that have the blue check mark that have billions of followers, they're that's paid their for. lives, man. That's all they do. They have nothing else to focus on outside of 
their life except TikTok. And I can't imagine being so absorbed. You know, see, I'd be okay if it was podcasting. I could easily spend oh, all day podcasting. Dude, I could though. sit here all day, every day. But you know, we've got. I think that all of us have families and lives outside of this. That you know, we yeah. I wish I could do this twenty four seven. You know, in a studio. I, that's I all I do. That's all yeah, I do. I don't care if it was just one follower. I'd talk to that one follower every day <laughs> dude he'd love it you know how many shout outs that one guy would get right <laughs> every exactly. time you drop a line he's like this one's for you buddy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like uh, that scene in the movies where there's like a band playing with only one guy watching and he's like "Woo!" <laughs> i think that was actually in the news ghostbusters movie wasn't it the one kid had a podcast and he only had one follower and it ended up being the one ghostbuster at the end of the movie the one ghostbuster mentions yeah. like wait a minute no your screen name is what is your podcast name is this guy yeah follow him and he's like dan, oh, it was dan oh. Acroyd yeah, with dan Aykroyd, little, and he's like oh my god you're my one follower or the, that one little young dude that was in the movie yeah there is that the a, new new one with like the kids from Stranger Things or the kid from Stranger yes. Things? Yeah, I haven't actually seen that one yet. Totally mm. worth uh, checking out, bro. It was like they did. A, it was way better than whatever they did a couple of years ago with. See, they. I think they could have totally played that off though, but they did it wrong. They should have pretended. They should have made it so that all of them were their daughters. Sure. Because then they could have continued it on, but they had to try to like make it like a whole revamp, and that's where they fucked up. They 100%. failed so hard with that, but this new one. It's so amazing, and if you if you grew up in that time frame, where the shit, movie... I was watching the cartoons too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But if you grew up in that time frame in the eighties when they came out, and you were so absorbed, and you had I had the little proton pack with the little like twirling like foam thing, and you got your uh, what's that? The high C flavor, the, the um, tra- oh, the ecto cooler. Yeah, the ecto cooler. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> That's what's what up, though. The ecto cooler was the stuff. They try, they keep trying to bring it back, but it does not taste the same. No, it never will. It's kind of like all the other '90s shit they keep trying to bring back. I don't know if it's that the flavor changed because obviously they may not have the same makeup of ingredients, or if it's like one of those things that your palate changed. You know, like maybe it is exactly the same, but like you drank it as a kid and you drank it as an adult, and they say that your flavor changes every like seven years or so. So sure. maybe it is exactly the same. Who it's knows, not man? the same ecto cooler. <laughs> No, it's not. There's no way. I no, wish. I don't believe it. Dude, but. I was just happy when they brought back the orange high C at uh at McDonald's. To be honest with you, <laughs> right? The orange high C is so underrated. That's the best stuff, it especially out of the fountain too. It's like a whole other level. It's kind of <laughs> like drinking Coke, anyways. Like everything's better out of the fountain. Yep, you could cook with the McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> You talking about using it as like an oil because it's that flammable? (laughs) No, you could cook with it. It's so it it has to do with the amount of carbonation and the acidity in the Sprite or the Seven Up that they have coming out of the McDonald's thing. And I used to work for Coca Cola. Their Coke that they use out of the fountain is so good because McDonald's pays like a, a, a. millions of dollars each year extra to have their fountains set up in a certain way to where the Coke to the syrup to carbonated water is different than everywhere else. That shit's got a bite though. Like almost anything from a McDonald's. It's like you drink it and you have that Insta burp right after. 
you could clean rust off of a car with most of it. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, though. That Coke, though, is so bad for you, but it is so good. I don't think there's anything at McDonald's that's even reasonably decent for you. <laughs> the, wa- the water out <laughs> of the machine, maybe. Uh, Probably not. I, uh, I mean, like, I had a, I had a really good friend for years that was a roommate and he he ran a few of them and he even showed me in their like employee handbook where you were told to not eat the food from the restaurant oh dude you want a good example of that watch the movie supersize me uh, oh 100 yeah <laughs> have you seen it shane supersize um, me I've seen Super High Me. I haven't actually watched Super oh, High Super Size Me though. Super Size Me. The guy decided the guy was going to do nothing but eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks for thirty days. Didn't he do a part two to that too? He did not make it thirty days. Oh no, I would assume so. <laughs> he made twenty, like twenty four or twenty six or something, and he was like he had to go to the hospital. But by like the first, it was like the week and a half, I think. He was at the doctor, and the doctor was like, "You, you got to, you have to stop this right now." If anybody ever wants a good example of what fast food, uh, uh, fast food consumption does to you, <clears throat> Nicocado Avocado or whatever his name is on TikTok. Anybody know who that is? I recognize that. Nicocado. Nicocado Avocado. <clears throat> There's this Korean. It started out as a Korean like thing where it's called mukbang, where they will eat food on a video. Like they'll videotape themselves eating food constantly. Real Nick Avocado. Yes. Is that those things where it's like the small people eat ridiculous guy? portions? Yeah, yeah. And then he, they keep do they do it and do it and, and just continue. He has done it. He started when he was really skinny. And he has just gone. And he is not anymore. I just found Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, And that's what, I mean, that's a perfect example of the United States rolled up into one. Yeah, him. Right here. Yeah. But if you go back far enough, he's... He's uh, a skinny guy. Yeah, like... But all he does is eat food, eat food, fast food all the time. Why does that remind me of some kind of weird fetish, fetish page? It doesn't right. look like a page that's just like for entertainment. Like it, it's kind of kind of creeping me out, to be honest with you. It I is totally a. Agree. It, it would totally be a fetish page. He had a meltdown to where he said um, it was all a everything he did on TikTok was a psyop. Care to explain? Now you, now you got me yeah, interested. No, no, no. Oh, I can't remember. That's that's it. Like I, 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 I see I the video. Plan- see, he's gonna look it up. Jimmy, Jimmy, look it up. He'll find it. <laughs> Guarantee it. Yeah, he had a to- he had a he had a meltdown. Said everything was a psyop. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm curious now. Like, like he was hired to like promote like a certain message or something. <sighs> I can't remember a lot of the video. This, it's just one of those fleeting moments. I'm like, yeah, that's that's his right. Name, his name was Nicholas Perry. Nicholas Perry originally, before he started this whole channel, he is the he's known as the king of mukbangs. Mukbang sounds dirty altogether, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was a it was a, a it was a, a Korean thing, and he Americanized it 
and it became okay totally like screwed up he yeah there's a whole subreddit still and i mean they're giving him a hard time and tell you know talking about that it's that it's cringe that he's trying to blame it on someone else and that it's not that he's got an eating disorder but like is what they're trying to say but i i mean the look mk ultra sleeper agents are totally something that i believe is real and come on the government was bringing these tiktok stars to the white house for press conferences and debriefings about things to do and say on tiktok so like yeah how can how can they all of a sudden be after him you know what i'm saying like that i wouldn't doubt that this dude's telling the truth honestly i feel like they would purposely pick tiktok influencers because one they're very influential to a generation of very dumb people man and on top of that too like if they come out and say some shit almost everybody's gonna go oh you're crazy you're just doing that for entertainment you're just doing it to get more likes or follows so it's like a backup plan all on its own that it's like that's fine blow the whistle on us nobody's gonna believe you they're gonna think you're just trying to get more famous I, i i totally i totally like like TikTok was an accident and a joke. Like I wasn't trying to get on there and get noticed, but all of a sudden everybody liked the guy in the pirate hat with the weird background that was just on there talking about weird stuff. Like I don't, I, you know, I woke up one morning, there's all these damn people following me and it kept going and it eventually led to this right. show. Like, but I totally use TikTok for like educational purposes. Yeah. Like, in, in like the, the paranormal videos, the, historical videos the reminds me uh, of the classic videos web. stuff like that but you're dude you're a hundred percent right man these influencers on instagram too instagram and tiktok these influencers um will target impressionable kids especially when um god do i wanna the covid vax thing was being promoted huge even going to the Ukraine, that was another one they were trying to get TikTokers to promote. Oh my god! Yeah, we saw what happened with the redditors. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got toasted, man. Uh, yeah, Ukraine. That's interesting. You meet you mentioned that right now. That is a uh, that that hasn't been in the news very much, has it? Yeah, kind of funny how that completely disappears when they got a new thing to worry about. See, I've been into this whole thing where I feel like there's this push to destroy. Well, I'm sure everybody in the community is kind of onto it, but this uh, push to destroy like the family unit. And I've been making other the connections between that. Because, well, like, you know, there's the diaper man. shortages, there's the uh, baby formula shortages. And whoa, I was whoa, thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say diaper shortage now? There, there was a diaper shortage that came before the formula shortage but the newest shortage is tampons but here's my connection to it though when people don't have tampons their next option so that they don't need to use them that often is they're going to go on birth control so that they only get pregnant they can only like you know they only have their period a couple times a year so again that's kind of pushing more towards that whole aspect of like and people are already second guessing having a family because they don't know if they can get diapers or formula and then the second part is like oh i'm just going to have they overturned roe versus wade yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is now they're trying to make it so that it's funny. I was talking about this on my other show, too, that there's going to be this push that the next generation is going to be scared to have sex because they don't want to take the chance of having kids. So it's going to push into this uh, reality, you know, where there might be like virtual reality sex. I'm not talking about like pornos. I'm talking about like a uh, demolition man style where two people would, like put on a helmet. By one second. You beat me by one second, man. 
because there's no such thing as a coincidence. No, I, I think it's all strategically happening for a reason. And also, too, the other thing I was thinking about, if you guys follow all the crazy occult shit, if uh, they're saying you can't abort babies, think about how many more kids are going to be in the system and think about how easy it is to make kids disappear when they're in the system. Sure. Dude, CPS is one of the biggest traffickers of kids that, I mean, hands down. Kids go hundreds of thousands every year, just poof, gone. You see, even look at the foster parents. How often do you hear stories about like foster parents just disappearing with the kids they're fostering? Yep. Gone. Or they'll just kill all the kids. Like there, there's been a bunch of different like murders like that too. I, oh yeah. You can, you can totally look this up on the internet, but like 10 years ago, I was on Fox news because I caught some weird going ons with the local CPS. Cause I was trying to adopt kids with my ex-wife. And, you know, thankfully it didn't work out. It just seems to be one of those good things. But, like, it it turned out that after going through, like, all the process and stuff, I was too good of a person, and they refused to give me kids because of it. That doesn't make any sense. That's almost like, uh, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I can't even no. think of, like, any logical reason for that. They waited until like after everything was, you know, they had to do like house visits. They had to come hang out with me. I had to go through like classes and stuff like that. And at the very last minute, like months after it was all done and I questioned what was going on, they were like, oh, oh, you, you have to get rid of your dog before you can adopt a kid. And I'm like, no, I don't. You didn't say anything about that before. In fact, the, the people that come to my house loved my dogs. Like, I don't. What's you know, more so American I, than a kid having a dog growing up? Right. right. So I got so I got more in depth into it, and like I, you know, I I, I called them out on the news actually because I was because they had a the Georgia Defax has a deal with Fox Five News down here, and I was like, watch me ruffle some feathers, and so I got on the news with the with the hot news anchor lady, and my dog, and was pleading my case that they were up to no good, and three days later I was in the Defax <clears> office <throat> with like twelve lawyers. And like they were harping me and they blacklisted me in the state of Georgia that I can't even privately adopt in the state of Georgia now because that's a red flag right there, man. Right. Yeah. You can't adopt because you cared so much to actually be able to take somebody off their hands because again, they act like, uh, like they make it so hard to adopt a kid, but at the same time, they're like, Oh, we don't want all these kids in the system. It's like, what answer do you want? Cause we conspiracy minded people, we know the answer they want. They want those kids in the system because then it's more kids for them to pick from. But <laughs> Hundred percent, man. No. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to make. It's more. It's easier to make a kid disappear that's in the system already than snatch him off the street. Yeah, honestly, and then you also have people looking for him. You you take any of the kids out of the services, no, nobody's looking for him anymore. People are going to go, oh, they went to the next foster home, they went to this, they went to that, you know. But if you have two parents, parents are ruthless. They'll they'll find their kid eventually, or they're gonna you know, they're gonna be looking for their kid till their dying breath. Yep. So it's, it's relentless, yeah, and, you know, in today's day and age, if you try to snatch a kid from their parents, you're going to end up, you're going to end up at the morgue. Yeah. Cause I, I've no. said this story a million times, dude. I don't care if some <clears throat> dude comes up, that's like six foot five, 300 pounds. If anybody touches my kid, they're going to see me going to psycho mode. Even if I get snapped in half, my kid's getting away. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but see, they did a, uh, I saw a video floating around on uh, Facebook or Twitter. They did a thing in New York or Chicago where it was a whole mock thing. It wasn't real of a parent <clears throat> walking with their child and somebody came up and grabbed the kid from the mom and ran off. 
and nobody lifted a finger to help. Dude, going into that too, dude, like the other thing with masks that I was going to mention too, because there's always been that harder push for masks for kids, like going into just trafficking, <laughs> think about how easy it is to traffic a kid with a mask on. Cause all yep. you got to do is put a different color hoodie on the kid, put some tape or something over their mouth and you could walk out of the store and your kid could totally be right in front of you and you wouldn't even know it. On. Yep. You yep. are a hundred percent right, man. Take like two seconds to do that. And you wouldn't and even notice. Wasn't, wasn't there a spike in kids disappearing during the whole masking thing? I wouldn't be surprised even the slightest. You looked at it. I bet if you did some digging and looked at it, I bet there was a spike in kids disappearing when the whole masking for kids thing was, was at an, it was at a peak. Of course, all the uh, elites, while they were locking everything down, they had to have some kind of fun toy at their house. Oh, Jesus Christ. And speaking of Maxwell just got 20 years, and R. Kelly, <laughs> Q, had remixed to the ignition, got 30 years. R. Kelly got 30 years. Maxwell only got 20 years. Hmm. Well, Max Maxwell's going to kill herself. Yeah, she won't even survive. I bet you she heard won't it even here make first. five years. Yeah, definitely. But see, the thing is, she's probably already uh, dead. Shit. Oh, she's Who's already on her way to the, to, to, to the new Epstein Island with Jeffy Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Maxwell got 20 years for apparently trafficking kids to well, nobody. She traffic them to. Yeah, she trafficked kids to nobody and got I 20 years. That's also part of the reason why they had the Johnny Depp trial where you could, it was fully broadcasted and there was nothing broadcasted He's to that trial. Logs. Fuck him. Yeah. Just, oh, man, I got to bring this up. Johnny Depp said he would never go back to Pirates of the Caribbean. Never. Even for $300 million, he would never go back to Pirates of the Caribbean. So what did Disney offer him? Three hundred and one million dollars, and he said, "Sure." <laughs> he knows what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> you know, I give it to Johnny Depp. You know, he had probably one of the most traumatic childhoods to ever like make it to. You know, Hollywood stardom. Him and he, him and he, Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. And uh, there were a few others with Johnny Depp that had traumatic childhoods. That yeah, some of them didn't even make Hollywood. it. Yeah, some of them didn't make it, man. Uh, uh, what, Joaquin Phoenix's brother or whatever, River River? Phoenix? I just mentioned this last night, dude. I was just talking about this last night, man. Uh, I saw a video about Joaquin Phoenix, and then I was like, oh, shit. I remember when River Phoenix, uh, the young Indiana Jones. He was the young Indiana Jones. River Phoenix died face down in a gutter from a Coke overdose outside the Viper room with, uh, Christina Applegate. Was he a method actor? Johnny, huh? Was he a method actor? Cause I was going to say, I feel like the method actors, they go to a point where it's like not even close to being mentally healthy for themselves. And they just have to fuck themselves in that aspect too. Joaquin Phoenix. Is. No, his, his brother. Oh no, 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 no. Joaquin Phoenix is a method actor. I was talking about his brother. The one that you said was dead. <clears throat> so was he. They're both oh. method actors. Yeah. Oh so, yes. So I'm sure they trained in the same place. Yeah, but Johnny Depp, it, it's always like there's a few actors in Hollywood that just seem to like be there just to make money and act. That's it. They don't do any political statements or anything like that. And like, like Woody Harrelson. 
Nicholas yeah. Cage. <laughs> I love Nick Cage. He just comes in, fuck shit up and leaves. And you don't and hear leaves. shit from him for a year. And then a new movie pops out. He comes in, fuck shit up. And then he disappears for another year. If it's not <laughs> on your like list, Johnny please put it on there. Willie's Wonderland. Dude, I fucking love that movie. He That's doesn't like one say of the a word weirdest... the whole movie. And it's so good. Dude, he Who? probably got paid so much money too for that fucking Willie's movie. Wonderland. He have one line. It's, it, it's um, Nicholas Cage Who? stumbles into town and gets locked inside of a Chuck E. Cheese with demonic robots. And he, Dude, he say, lost all his money, man. He went he, bankrupt, and then he has to do all these like he has to do like these twenty movies a year, like B list. Dude, that this it's Willy's Wonderland B list, C list, whatever it is supposed to be, it's totally gonna be a cult classic from I now on. Dude, same with the uh, what was it, man. Color from Space, that oh HP Lovecraft movie he was in. That shit was fucking awesome too. Nicholas Cage is one of those that I liked. I was a big fan of him all. All the way back to Raising Arizona. Okay. With him and John Goodman. Yeah. That was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... Did you that, know his uh, first movie was Fast Times at Ridgemont High? He's yeah. actually Francis Ford Coppola's son. Really? He's in the credits. Yeah, he's in the credits for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was the short order cook. Yep, he, yeah, he pops his head up. He pops his head up. That's He's in the credits as Nicholas... Coppola. Yeah, that's probably why you can't find him. And everybody says he's uncredited that movie is because he wasn't using his uh, stage name yet. Yep. He is Francis Ford Coppola, the director of the Godfather movies. He is the son of Francis Ford Coppola. Damn, I didn't even know he had any type of connection, but I guess it is one of those things, though, that almost everybody in Hollywood is connected to somebody else somewhere in the line. Sure. It's so easy. His father was like an assassin or some shit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a mob enforcer, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, a mob enforcer. <laughs> it's it's well, there. It's only like the new actors at like a certain point that most have the like, connections, clones, bro. But uh, most of the old school guys don't have any connections. But the newer ones, I mean, it's like it's not what you know; it's who you know. That's why they make shitty movies. Is because they don't have. They're just connected to somebody. That's it. Dude, and, and a lot of them are probably psyops too, because like, look at all the Disney Channel stars, bro. They all start off humble, and as soon as they turn eighteen, they turn into like My really God. off the wall skanks. Oh, so I feel like that's also a psyop for the culture. Man. Look yeah, at, they lose their minds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at look at how everybody viewed Miley Cyrus all those years as Hannah Montana. You know, yeah, she was a humble home name that everybody was like, "Oh, my daughter loves Hannah Montana." Everybody had like yeah, the shirts on and shit. I mentioned that now. Now you yeah. look up Miley Cyrus, and I think you'll find more nude pictures of her than anything else. Yep. Or at least her on stage with a giant dick jacking it off or something. Christina, I was about to there say, are... Christina Aguilera, look at, look at her. She was yeah. a Disney kid at one point in time, too. A Hulk, a Hulk costume with a, a, a great big... Giant Hulk. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, great big Hulk dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but see, on the opposite end of the spectrum, look at Britney, look what I, look at Britney Spears is finally free. Yeah, and shit, her dad fucking owned her. Whoa. So, yeah, that was slavery, bro. That was 100% slavery. See, but that yeah. makes you question her sister, too, because you remember how her sister got pregnant and disappeared, and she was also linked with, uh, what's his name? Um, The guy who produced her show was that Rob... The feet dude? The dude yeah, the, the fucking thing? dude with the foot fetish. And they never knew who the dad was to the baby. So knowing that Britney Spears' parents basically sold her, it isn't even... Like, it, there's no doubt in my mind that they would have no problem saying, oh, yeah, I want my child to be an actor. You can fuck her all you want. Go for it. It doesn't matter if she's pregnant or not. Like, she's, she's yeah, a, she's a, she's a, she's a property. That whole know? family, man. 
The other dad needs some uh, private time. Yeah, private time with some other dads. Somebody with some other dads, you know? Yeah, they never find him again. Oh, they know they'd find him one piece at a time. <laughs> no, Depending man. on how many dads got a hold of him, though, you may not even find those pieces. But see, the thing is, that is so common in Hollywood. Parents doing that to their kids. It's Literally so whoring your kids common. out. Oh, it, no, it really is so common, man. Literally and figuratively mm-hmm. whoring your kids out. Mm-hmm. I mean, but just look at the Hollywood couples and what they're doing to their kids now. Dude, I feel bad for them just off their names. Like their na- they got names like Apple and like Xena and shit like that. Like, yeah, well, look it's already setting a good kids. pace. Look at Will Smith's kids. Yeah, they're both fucking weird and off the wall. They, they totally screw these kids up, man. Yeah, dude, look at his son. Like his son. 90% of the time. They're, I don't. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, man, like I, I get into like some of the occult stuff sometimes. And I feel like a lot of these like rappers and shit wearing dresses are linked to like humiliation rituals. It is. It is, it is linked to humiliation rituals. <laughs> For, so it's like their, lo- forcing their sons to be girls and forcing the girls to be boys. Yeah, because you see that a lot too. Like, look at the style now. The style now for most famous people is like guys wear dresses and girls wear baggy ass, like ill fitting guy clothes. Yeah. Kind of weird how that demographic flips because we're in a very weird spot with our culture. And they always say too that uh, before civilization collapsed, they have this, they usually have a fixation with gender <clears throat> and gender roles. So, considering that, dude, like, I think we're, we're, we're getting to a point where everything's about to tip. And I feel like we're about to hit something that's like a Great Depression, but worse than the Great Depression. Yes and no. I I want to say it's gonna hit. Uh, it's gonna hit a lot of people really bad. But I I think a a large portion of us will be all right. Because I always like to say that <clears throat> this the American people are. And it's ingrained in not all of us, not all of us. I would say a, a pretty good majority of us. It's it's ingrained in our DNA to to persevere through rough times. That's just survival of the fittest. I mean, if it's not for that, then nothing's going to survive. Yep. It, I mean, we can grow our own food. We can raise our own animals. I mean. We I look at you and I, we're both city folk. We know how to raise chickens. <laughs> yeah. Chickens, rabbits. I grow my own food. Um, it, As do I too. It's, it's going to come down to, do you want to live or not? Yep. I mean, really, it's, it's really going to come down to it. Do you want to live or not? Because if you, if you want to survive, you're going to have to get your hands dirty. One way or another. Or, or, you, or you can just you know, you know, subdue and plug into the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the best option, though, honestly, is just to uh, figure out how to survive, like at it, yep. at its finest. Off that, you know, learn how to fish, learn how to make a shelter, learn how to plant things, <laughs> learn how to raise chickens and different types of animals and shit like that. Absolutely. Like, go back to not worrying about the big community and worry about like your own family unit and having enough for your own family unit. If, and also learn me, how I, to preserve shit. That is Amanda, also extremely important. Too. Yeah, me and Bandit yep. talked about it before. If we could get everybody, or you you know, just about everybody to at least get two chickens, we could cripple the egg industry and take yeah. it back. And it would have way better eggs too. Cause then the eggs would actually have the orangey colored yolks instead of those gross ass fucking yellow. Uh, like you I wouldn't even have eat store-bought eggs them. anymore. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to refrigerate them either. Yeah. I can't eat store-bought anymore either. Like it's just not, 
learn how to can food, learn how to dry food, learn how to grow your own herbs, uh, learn how to, you know, just store, uh, learn how to store produce. I mean, it's not, it really isn't that hard, but people have become so like, like in, uh, they rely off the system too much. That's what it comes down to. Nobody's yeah. self-reliant anymore. And even what if you get thrown in that situation, they wouldn't be able to figure it out because they don't have well, the right mind to put the pieces together to figure shit out. It's like what they said in Fight Club. It's like what Edward Norton said in Fight Club. Everybody is used to the instant serving, single serve everything. Single serve friends, single serve food, everything. Everything provided by the system. You know? <clears throat> uh, they're, they're pushing it to the point where it's like, you they're wanting to see how far they can push you till you'll bend the knee you know and because of that though i feel like they're getting more of a revolt than ever because honestly if shit hits the fan dude oh, yes. i think it's going to be one of those things where it's like everybody that's part of this podcasting community we're all going to find like a key location and we're going to yep. go there and we're going to have our own community <laughs> and we're all going to make it because we've learned these skills in order to do it and if i don't know a skill one of you guys might know the skill, Somebody's but I may have know. a skill that you don't know how to do. And then yep. we'll go back to that straight community concept of like, you, I'll trade my work for your work. You trade your work for my work. And we all work together and get shit done. Yep. See, this is what I'm talking about, Jimmy. I, I've been preaching this. It's like, it'll go back to bartering. And if you can't barter a hard good, you can barter skills, man. Yep. <clears throat> I think what's coming is going to totally backfire on, I don't want to say the elites or whoever, the powers that be that are in charge of running things right now, because we damn sure know that it's not Washington, D.C. running things. I think it's getting ready to backfire on them. I don't think they're quite like looking at the big picture of exactly how many people are truly fed up with the system, you know? Dude, I've even I was uh, hearing a political <laughs> ad yesterday for somebody who's running for governor of Michigan, and I was like mind blown by it. I was going to bring it on as a clip for on uh, Big Dumb Inquiries, but this lady pretty much comes on and she's like, I'm pro-abortion, uh, anti-gun law, and I want to fight wokeism in schools. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, did all of us conspiracy theorists instantly now become a demographic that they're trying to entertain now? <laughs> It seems that way, doesn't it? Like, it's just, it's just... I've seen a few where it's like... Wait. See, I don't trust that now. Because any politician okay. trying to portray my message is somebody they can't be trusted as far as I'm concerned. You know, I saw some people, some political uh, points on Twitter that were like, they said they were a Republican, but I'm like, wait a minute. That's anarchist talk. You can't, you can't say stuff like that and then, you know promote yourself as a republican because the anarchists know that know that talk man you're never you're never going to make it in politics dude they're uh they're political party fluid they just kind of interchange the ideas as they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use their own words against them <laughs> it's we're in some weird times we really are even if you look at like the whole the overturning of the concealed carry thing in New York, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, all of these mainstream politicians that are coming out as almost anarchists, you're like, did, did we switch timelines? Is this a timeline change? It is weird times, man. It really is. Dude, considering how drastically it's just changed in the past couple of years, imagine how different things are going to be looking ahead at like even five years from now, like 
we're probably gonna be looking at this like it's like the good times you know what i mean like <laughs> like nah. wow shit was real crazy back then and then we're gonna be in that situation and go damn shit was normal back then compared to how it is now the 90s was the good times honestly though that's when one person could work if they wanted to and fully support a family <clears throat> you know you could uh both people could work. It wasn't weird for like, if the, you know, you want yeah. to be a stay at home dad, do whatever. Like there's money in the economy. Uh, kids were still free to be kids. Yeah. Kids could you still could, be kids. Cause you're in that right around their neighborhood and vice on bicycles. Do I think the nineties was the last decade where you're mm-hmm. honestly able to just tell your kids to come back home when the streetlights came yep. on. We had the best music. Yep. <laughs> the best. Mo- we had the best music. We had the best movies. We had the best style uh it was it was good times but see like the new kids now are trying to bring back the 90s style but they're bringing back the shit that we made fun of in the 90s <laughs> jinko jeans <laughs> yeah like they'll learn their lessons soon enough when the whole fucking back of their pants is wet all the way up to their fucking knee and then yeah, the platform I... shoes that everybody would roll their fucking ankles in and that's why everybody started wearing low low kicks again like yeah. they'll learn it the hard way but all the shit that we made fun of is what they're wearing now even crocs that wasn't a <laughs> 90s thing but like we ripped on crocs and this new generation's like oh we love crocs and they have all these different oh designs God, and shit dude. like bro those weren't even cool when they first came out we ripped on those fucking things yeah <laughs> they're still not cool no yeah exactly <laughs> no. so you know this has been you know i've had a great time here with you this evening man is there anything we didn't get to or anything you'd like to plug for your show or whatever coming up i will definitely be plugging up your uh your links and stuff so everybody can get back and find you uh yeah i mean i can throw my uh, my quick link um so i do two shows um i do increase of our reality which is my main show um my co-host that i hop on his show he's gonna start hopping on my show kind of a thing we do a show together that we teamed up on called big dumb inquiries because he's from the big dumb podcast kyle rainey uh so if you want to check out that show my show uh, it's all available on the same feed right now. It might split off into two separate ones eventually, but as of right now, it's all in one. Uh, we do do that show live. So if anybody's interested in keeping an eye on that, checking out that show, uh, just follow the Instagram and we kind of do them sporadic. So there's not like a set day. Uh, so yeah, just keep active on the Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll just make it quick and easy. If you want to find my uh, podcast, if you want to find my Instagram, I usually, that's what I primarily use, but all different forms of social media. Uh, you find, want to find the merch store, all that fun shit. One link, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries of Our Reality Podcast. Fantastic. And you guys know that I will, you know, of course, have that in the link where you, for you folks out there listening and any folks out there watching and make sure you go over there and, and, and give him some love and give him a follow and, you know, check his stuff out. I think, I think, I think this is kind of the future. We talk about this a lot. You know, they always say that the revolution won't be televised and it's cause it won't, everybody's watching podcasts and listening to podcasts and stuff. Now, like we're doing, we're doing our own thing, you know, and I think more people are starting to pay attention to it. And this is, this, this is, is the new form the of entertainment because yeah. it's like, everybody's tired of the wokeism shit. They want entertainment. That's meant like entertainment isn't meant to be for everybody. So people want things that are specifically for somebody that has their same views. Like nobody likes that for everybody bullshit. So like this is becoming the forefront of like what people are entertained by. They want that local shit that has heart, not all this fake overproduced Hollywood woke bullshit. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. You got anything you want to add in there, Bandit, before we close out? No, man. He he hit it real good right there, man. It's like we may only reach like a small crowd. But it's our intended crowd. You know, we're not going to go broad spectrum. Yeah. And think about you how know? much more of a connection we have with those people, too, just because oh, of that. Because we're speaking they, directly to them. 
they oh. latch on they latch on to stuff that we talk about they they're like oh man they they relate to it it you know even if we only reach a very like small crowd though it's not we're going to we're not going to appeal to everybody no i've got you know i've got i've got i've already got a few people like on rumble and a couple of the other platforms that are that are you know like regular commenters or regular you know just giving me that pat on the back and it's great because it lets me know that i am getting to someone like left maryland over there on rumble and transmit frequency over there on t- on uh, facebook like they're they're always in my messages and i appreciate that they're reaching out to me and talking to me about this stuff and things like that like i think it's i think it's great to have these connections with people and i think the connections we're making with other people that i'm finding like yourself you know i think this is just this is this is great this is how we bring about change in a sense because we're sitting here just having these conversations that people are looking for that they're too scared to have themselves and I think that makes a big difference in all that. Definitely does. I agree with that too. And I was going to say too, I always forget that at the end of the show. Um, Anybody that's listening, you guys, us, my show, whatever. uh, We all appreciate reviews. Um, You know, if you want to drop us a review, let us know how we're doing all that kind of fun stuff. Like it's always appreciated. You know, it just lets us know that you're out there listening. Like we know you're there because we see the little tally that goes up each time you listen, but we want to hear from you. So it's always appreciated. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I'll, I'll definitely put that out there. Y'all, please reach out. Talk to us. You talk to us on the website and stuff like that. And, you know, and I guess, of course, with that, you know, be sure you also check out our sponsors. You know, get over there and visit Kirk Elliott, phd.com forward slash Jim Bob forward slash for all your gold and silver and consulting needs. And, of course, check out Peachy Key Creations for all your handmade soaps, herbal teas, candles, energy healing, and chakra alignments from a third-degree Reiki master. You can use code, code Oval Shorts 3 for 10% off of your order. And, of course, our newest sponsor for all your camping, first aid, and custom plate carrier needs, check out Ammo Can Survival, everything you need in a survival, everything you need to survive in a 50-caliber survival can. Use code Captain Conspiracy four twenty for 10 percent off of your order there as well. And as as usual, I always got to tell you guys, you've all got the makings of greatness in you, but you must take the helm and chart your own course. And until next time, give no quarters, ye scallywags. Y'all have a great night.